Do you enjoy a nice cigar? Of course you do. Who doesn't like a good stogie? So why don't you head on over to livingmybestcigarlife.com. Don't just live your best life. Live your best cigar life. Oh, <laughs> fuck it. Thank God. Well, I mean, what the fuck was that? I don't know. It's fuck. Do we count this as the internet beating us? Or like, is this a no, tie? No, no, absolutely not. All right. So we're still nine. I'm still nine and eight against the internet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank God. Sure. All right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so welcome, everybody, to, um, yes, this is another episode of Slightly Biased. I know there was one just a week ago, and I usually only record, like, one a year, but it's 2021, so. Right. You already got two or slightly biased episodes. I, I don't know what more you can ask for, really. That's, that's that's two in two weeks. Right. It's probably like a six month hiatus coming, but you know we're here now. I I got uh, just Paul from the Puckleheads podcast uh, at Steel Curtain PH here talk about uh, as we always do the Hall of Fame nominees. The Hall of Fame finalists are out. Um, Probably pretty straightforward this time around, don't you think, Paul? Yeah. Um. I mean, we know three slam dunks. Yeah, three or. You know, we know three slam dunks. We got we got Peyton, we got uh, Megatron, and we got uh, what's Woodson. Great? Yeah, what's yeah Charles Woodson. So those three are slam dunks. Um, I just you know we we do this uh, shit basically ever since we met. Uh, talking about this uh, Hall of Fame classes. And uh, I, this one's got me confused, though, is where they go, um, what kind of narrative they want to tell, especially coming back from not having a class last year. Um, I still don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, you heard anything about that? No. I haven't heard anything about that. That's a good point. And, yeah, you know, it's it's these next two after those three because they're only inducting five this year again, right? Right, right. So, yeah, it's these – out of these names here, really, it's – for these last two, it's it's a toss-up of where they want to go, like you said. I mean, does Richard Seymour finally get in the Hall of Fame? I mean, that, you got to start this Patriots run here soon, right? Like, I mean, yeah, we just deducted Ty Law. Like, he said last year that, I, I, that he hopes and that he thinks it will open the floodgates, in a sense, on uh, some of the guys getting in. And, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's they won three Super Bowls in four years. You can't tell me that there was only one Hall of Famer on that defense that everyone tells me carried Right, right. The greatest quarterback of all time. The greatest quarterback of all time was carried by the defense. There was only apparently there was only one player good enough to be in the Hall of Fame, though, right? <laughs> uh, that's 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 what I mean. And I, I mean, I know he like kind of like fizzled there in Oakland after he left, but his years in New England were. I believe I, he made a Pro Bowl while he was. I, I don't really like Pro Bowls that much, but yeah, I, I do. I do think he made one Pro Bowl while he was in Oakland, just to. Kind of throw that out there, even to solidify it even more. I mean, who who do you think the other two should be? We'll, we'll start. Ah, <sighs> uh, I mean Wayne. Right, Reg, that, Reggie Wayne deserves a Hall of Fame. So you're gonna go with the Peyton, your quarterback, wide receiver. You, you yeah, you could do the the quarterback, wide receiver. Um, Alan Fineca deserves a Hall of Fame. Yeah. But again, I think he should be waiting behind Baselli. I, I, think yeah, I was gonna, I was just gonna say Tony Baselli, John Lynch. I could see in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I just think he's another like waiter. When you know, I, I don't understand all the love for Leroy Butler. I, 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 yeah, I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not really. We talked about it the other day. I'm not really behind that. Uh, Leroy Butler for the Hall. I'll have to look at more, uh, try to dig up more film on Leroy Butler and really see what I think on how he affected the game. But I don't know. I mean, you had you had that front with Reggie White there, exactly. Time, and, it, and I mean, it, what they only they won one Super Bowl and they went to another one. Is that was that was him, right? They they beat New England in that one, and then they lost to Elway and the Broncos in the other one. 
Yep. Yeah, and you had you had five on his his hot streak too. So yeah, how much of it is Leroy Butler? Um, but then you got Jared Allen, which is intriguing. Yeah, but I think right now in this political climate. I hate to say that, but like his his political views are definitely gonna. I think they're gonna. That's gonna. They're, that's gonna hold him back in that room right now. I I just feel like it is. Yeah, absolutely, it could. Uh, Zach Thomas, I don't really know about being a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I don't either. I'm not. I, there wasn't really like he was a good player, but he keeps getting put in over. I mean, dude, he was just he was with the Dolphins for. His entire career, pretty much. And he keeps getting put in over Patrick Willis, which doesn't really make yeah. sense to me. I think Patrick Willis, I, I guess just... Much better. Elderly, I guess the longevity of Patrick Willis is the problem. That, yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's individual players, but, like, Zach Thomas's teams were never great. No, that's what I mean. Like, like he he was good himself, but like I don't know. To me, the truly great players were on great teams, especially if you were a middle linebacker. Like you had a a great defense or something behind you, because you elevated your team to a, a, another another level. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, I agree. Like you know, like that Derek Brooks. You know, like how Derek Brooks got in. Like you know what I mean? Like if you're the middle linebacker. Like, I feel like you should have, like, a memorable defense that you play – that you were the head of. You know what I mean? Like, Ray Lewis, you know, you remember all those Ray Lewis Yep, Ray Lewis. Games. Like, uh, you know, like I said, Derek Brooks, you remember all those Bucks defenses. Like, um, and, you know, not to – Remember the Bears defenses. Like – Not to always go back to the Patriots, but, I mean – you remember Teddy Bruschi's Patriots defenses before you remember Zach Thomas's Dolphins defenses. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's again, I know you're talking about individual player, but it's you, you have to elevate the team. Right. That's, and that's the part where I remember Patrick Willis's San Francisco defenses more than I remember Zach Thomas. Again, I was young. You know what I mean? I was, I was young, just like LeRoy Butler. I don't want to dog him. You know what I mean? I just, I remember. A slower, um, I would say, liability, Leroy Butler than I do some playmaker. Yeah, uh, Rondé Barber is yeah. iffy to me, man. Is that there's that Tampa defense in O two that right? He was a big part of, and that's that's going to resonate I mean, with them, especially that. because they love John. We yeah. know they're in love with John Gruden. Yeah, but again, like if you're gonna take somebody off that defense, like in that back end, it's John Lynch. Ex- yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if that's they're both finalists, if and if you put Rondé Barber in before you put John Lynch in, I don't, I don't know what the hell you're doing. To be honest with you, uh, Tory Holt. Tory, yeah, I don't know. I've said my Tory Holt was good, man, but. I don't know if Tory Holt was like uh, to me a Hall of Fame. Like, I don't know. There was that. What did he do outside of those couple of years? Well, that's what I mean. Like, I, I mean, he. I mean, his numbers have got to be up there, though. I his believe they are. Has, I can has to be. I can pull that up. Yeah. <sighs> Here, I'll be back. I'm doing the cat. I'm doing a podcast. Back up or back down? Back down. Back down. <laughs> brisket. Making a brisket for tonight. Nice, nice. All right. Tory Holt. Tory Holt career stats. NFL.com. Maybe this will say it. No, it doesn't say, like, where he ranks. All time, nine hundred twenty receptions, thirteen thousand yards. Let's see what we say here. Thirteen thousand yards is pretty fucking good. I'll yes. give him that. Uh, 
NFL records. Here we go. Consecutive seasons with 1,300 yards, six. 90-plus receptions, six. Uh, seasons with 1,600, two. Only Marvin Harrison, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Calvin Johnson. Ooh. Have that. Um, he's in the top 10 in receiving yards. Well, when he retired, he was top 10. He's at 16 now. Um, most receptions in a decade, the 2000s was him, 868. Yeah. And yards in a decade, 2594. Um, I, I mean, I just think that, you know, like, like our good friend Ernest says, Ernest Silver, the Into the Lab podcast, you can't really tell that that greatest show on turf without him and that's a big part of nfl history it's a big part of your 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 patriots history you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. that's what launched it yeah i i you know i'll really never forget rookie pro that day just be, being so prophetic just not even realizing that he was talking about the wrong team right 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 tonight Dynasty is born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. yeah you, were, you, were, you were pretty fucking spot on about that one, buddy. Head <laughs> on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point about Tory Holt. Like I said, I just, I felt like that's, I, that kind of shocked me. Most receptions in the 2000s. Uh, I, I, like I said, I thought he kind of fizzled off after those couple of years uh, that they were the greatest show on turf. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, so I mean, so he went six straight like that. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they go double wide receiver, though. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, and I mean, again, looking at the names on here, I'd put in Reggie Wayne before I put in Tory Holt. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're both, if they're both up there, if you hadn't already put in, if you'd already put in Tory Holt, I'd be okay with it, but like, to accept his name over to vote his name over Reggie Wayne when it's right there is kind of tough to me. And then we got Sam Mills. That's my that's my my hard pick. You know, I've talked about it the last two years when we talked about this. I mean, the guy played in he took the Saints, <coughs> the Aints from to the Saints, and then he was part of that Carolina to start, um, you know, to start their franchise. And, you know, he, he he had a great career. He was a good guy on and off the field. Um, this is the second time he's been a finalist. I could see Sam Mills getting in there this time, um, you know, with all the offense that's going in. Um, yeah. I, I could see that. But I don't know. I <sighs> That room's just going to be so split with votes. Um, <sighs> it's going to be tough to tell who is going to get them. Um <sighs> I don't know. I, I I don't know. So who? I mean, so who are your five? Uh, let's look at it here again. I had to pull. I was trying to pull up uh, all them. Uh, so Manning, Woodson, Johnson, obviously. Yep. And then, uh, I don't know. Really. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Lynch and Wayne, because I don't. I I would say Richard Seymour, but I don't think they're gonna give it to him. And, uh, yeah, pretty much that's it. Uh, Tony Baselli and Alan Fineca too. Obviously, I could see getting in, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know if they'll go all line. I'm gonna go with Richard Seymour just because I believe that you have to start clicking off some of these Patriots into the hall. And this is just the next one. And you already have a class with three Sam slam dunks. I mean, you, you're going to start coming up against um, where you had that wide receiver log jam. You're going to start coming up against these defensive ends and defensive tackle log jams here soon. I mean, you know, yeah, you have- just, so you have to start putting them in. Yeah. Cause that, that's, and exactly. we'll see. That's why I've, I felt that Seymour won't get in because he's waited so long that, like, I feel like more names are just going to keep coming up and they're going to be like, I can't do, like, I can't do Seymour because like, they're going to vote for other people. I just feel like he's one of those guys that, unfortunately, is going to get stuck waiting because they don't like the Patriots. 
Yeah, and I get that in that room or whatever, but you, you can't tell the story of the NFL without those 20 years. Yeah, and it's they all tell me that the beginning of it, and I, I agree to, uh, to an extent that the beginning of the Patriots dynasty was the defense. The, the defense right. was unreal, but if it was all yeah. about the defense – then Ty Law wasn't the only Hall of Famer. And we all know that they're not going to vote Rodney Harris. They're never going to put Rodney Harrison in the Hall of Fame, which no, is a, which no. is a disgrace. Yeah, no, I, no, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't see that. It's every time that I talk about Rodney Harrison in the Hall of Fame. There are two players in the history of the NFL with over 30 sacks and 30 interceptions in their career. One is Ray Lewis and the other is Rodney Harrison. Yeah. And then you yeah. and and then you add in the fact that I mean Rodney got two rings played on uh from I mean you could say the 04 team and the 07 team would you agree that he played on two of the top 15 teams in NFL history? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe top 10. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'd really have to um, think about that. That's why I went top 15. Yeah. The 07 isn't even arguable. Um, you know. Yeah, 07's a, a – you have to call it a top five team of all time, I think, even though they didn't win. Even though they didn't win. I agree. I agree. And, I mean, um, it's – everyone knew – everyone knew that Rodney Harrison was – like, you didn't – that was the staple of that defense is you didn't want to go off of the middle because Rodney Harrison was back there. And he, he was going to light you up. <laughs> You're going to get lit. Yeah. Like, you, you were going to get hit. And that's, you, didn't, you didn't want. And, again, big plays. Uh, you can't tell the story of the NFL, like Ernest would like to say, when you're telling the story of the Patriots dynasty, without talking about Rodney Harrison breaking his arm in the middle of the Super Bowl, playing the second half with a broken arm, and getting the game-clinching interceptions against the Eagles. Yes. And at the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a part of NFL history right there. Yeah, no, that, that is. And I mean, even the Tyreek Hill or the, uh, not Tyreek Hill, uh, the, uh, the catch, the helmet catch. Yeah. Again, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Right yeah I mean, but he's right play. there. Yeah. You know, like he's right there. Yeah. Yeah. He was there. He made, yeah. And he made he the play, play, actually. He did. Make a play on the ball. It was just a, a fluke, really. Oh, super, super fluke! I mean, the the, super. the guy, the Tyree, didn't make the practice squad the next year. That was yeah. a fucking. That was such a. Oh, it's such a fluke that drove me down such a dark path in life. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, well, who are y'all five? So, like I said, I got Richard Seymour, and then I'm going to stick with my Sam Mills. I think he yep. gets in this time. It's it's just been too long, and um, you know, like you got to celebrate that what what he did with the Saints there. That that they had that linebacking core was ridiculously good. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, and again, it, it, it's a part of NFL history. Yeah, the for two franchises too, the Saints yeah. and the Panthers. Yeah. So yeah, you know, uh, th- I mean, this is this is a tough class for them uh, to make the decision on. You know that. Well, that Clay Matthews is that. You know what I mean? Like that to me, like that could be he could get in just because of. I mean, like how we talk about the Manning name. Yeah. Like the Matthews name, he could get into. Yep. So uh, I am gonna because we're talking about the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm gonna talk about a lot of these at MLB Hall of Fame writers, um, the Hall of Fame voters, whatever these writers that are uh, leaving their ballots blank because they want to protect the integrity of the game and they don't want to vote in guys like uh, Barry Bonds and uh, Roger Clemens and Manny Ramirez. And uh, you're more of a baseball guy than me. I'm not that much of a baseball guy, but go fuck yourselves. Oh, it's (laughs) – Stop being so high and fucking – Yeah, stop being so high. Exactly. You know what? Let's be fucking real about it. The steroid era was the best era in the history of fucking baseball. Right. That was when I mean, baseball was fun. 
we're gonna not have the all time hits leader, the all time wins leader, the all time home runs leader, one of the best pitchers in the history of the game. Everyone knows that Roger Clemens is one of the best pitchers ever. Not in your Hall of Fame. Not in your Hall of Fame. Your fucking high horse. Vote them in, and then just put a note on their plaques or whatever, right? Yeah, put do something. Mayor Ramirez, two two World Series rings. One of the helped reverse the curse in in the Red Sox history. Over five hundred home runs in his career, clutch hits, and part of the the back to back lineup that was everyone knew was huge between Ortiz and Ramirez. Ortiz and Ramirez, three and four. Like if that was what was deadly about that team, that was a huge part of that. And you're not going to put that guy in. Fuck you. Like, and, and my problem with the whole steroid area is, Steve, is is that <sighs> you don't know who was and who wasn't doing it. Yeah, exactly. Like these are just these are just who you caught. Or what? Like, yeah, or or not even really caught. Just basically, they've had their name like Ortiz. Like, he just had his name thrown in there. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Where it, it brings an iffy part to his game, and it's like, well, wait a minute, like... And, and, and I mean, if, if you ever tell me that David or if someone ever tells me that David Ortiz doesn't belong in baseball's Hall of Fame, like, you're you're making an absolute mockery of, like, a, a, of the game, of the sport itself. <laughs> well, the that I have with it is, is, is okay, so you're not going to put him in there? But you got no problem putting his ball or the bat that he used to exactly. hit the or all that in there. You have no problem putting that in there and his name in there. Then you, he should be in there. Yep. It's, it's, just, it, it, it's shameful. And I, I saw one of them saying that it's uh, like, oh, it's, it's ballsy. Like, you know, good for them to take a stand. No, it's lazy and it's disingenuous. You're not doing your. You you're not doing your job. Your job is to vote for people to go into the Hall of Fame. Right, right. You're not you're doing not your job. <laughs> you're not the gatekeeper. Yeah. First of all, first of all, newspaper writing is about as antiquated as it gets. You might as well just be reading phone books, clowns. Like nobody reads a newspaper. <laughs> like seriously, like one here in town. They honestly put Saturday and Sundays together because nobody reads them. That's they put Saturday's paper and Sunday's paper together on the weekend because they no one even reads them. Like the, you're so far behind the times, like, and no one cares. Like most baseball fans, like I don't care. Like just all you had to do was just put them in there, put a little note saying during an era where there was lots of suspicions of steroid use. This guy was confirmed. This guy wasn't confirmed to do it, but he was implicated. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you do. And the and the football hall of fame's no better. Yeah, no, the, the football mean, hall of fame's not better. That's why they're not putting Ronnie Harrison in because they don't like him. Yeah, I mean, you sit there and you know, you know, want to judge these guys for off the. Your job is to judge their performance on. They're, the they're gonna like. They, here's what they, they're gonna. They probably. Say, I guarantee they say about themselves with Ronnie Harrison is uh. The HDH, and um, he was dirty. He got fined a lot. If you want to use that against Rodney Harrison, Peyton Manning had PEDs delivered to his house. Yeah. And well, and I mean, so, like, I, oh, football is a totally different. Yeah. So you can't tell me that, <laughs> that all during the 70s, all those guys weren't just juicing out of their minds. Every fucking I mean, one of them, dude. I mean, right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, even up into the eighties and nineties, um, you know, I, now I don't, I don't really know how much juicing I'm sure it still goes on, but I'm sure it's not as much as it was just because of the nutrition and stuff that, and these, and these programs, these guys, get yep. on. Um, you know, I see it myself with just high school kids that in one year put on 30, 40 pounds of muscle and they're literally just eating fucking peanut butter sandwiches and working out. Yeah. All day. Like, like, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it myself. Uh, all right, so, but to wrap this off, yeah. I have to, because I, I went down the Twitter rabbit hole. Oh, God. And I got some terrible Twitter takes. Perfect. I'm in the mood for this right now, anyway. All right, so, let me start this off. Travis Kelsey is uh, going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, probably with ties. An amazing tight end. 
He is one of the best tight ends in the history of the game. Not, not, a, not a question about that. Right. So I saw uh, one person saying it. So uh, Brian Baldinger um, was doing a, a right. film breakdown of Gronk blocking Chase Young. That's really impressive. Extremely yeah. impressive for, for a tight end to be blocking Chase Young. That's amazing. Uh, so, that's, of course, it's a Chiefs fan. Gronk can't really block in space as good as Travis Kelsey. He might be able to block better in line, but he can't block in space because he couldn't move as well on the field. Is it, are we talking about Gronk this year? I, I'm, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if uh, maybe. I guess, yeah. Okay, this year. If we're talking, if we're talking, about Gronk, if we're talking Gronk all time, then you have no idea what you're talking about. Because he right. literally threw a guy, as he called it, out of the club. That, yeah. that was multiple times. There's multiple, multiple, examples multiple examples of that. Yeah. And now I got this other one. Gronk never got double covered, and and Kelsey never. got and get Kelsey gets double covered every time. But Gronk was never able to get double covered because he wasn't as much of a threat. Wasn't much of a threat. He's the all-time touchdown leader and for tight ends. Correct? Yeah, uh, no, I think Gonzalez still has that, but he's he has the most touch. He's scored the second most touchdowns. In the past ten years, out of uh, receiving touchdowns, out of all players in the NFL, he's got the second most. Receivers were yeah, receivers or tight end, and the guy in front of him is Antonio Brown. Yeah, Uh, and I mean, obviously, Antonio Brown was one of the best, one of if not the best wide receiver in the game. This always kills me too. You know, because you know what I mean. I'm a Steeler fan. If you guys don't know out there by now, but. This is what always kills me. So, it was a system, and Brady never had weapons, yet the only weapon that he did have never got double-covered. <laughs> and, yeah, it was all about Brady's weapons, but that weapon didn't get double-covered. And, first of all, if you the last Super Bowl that they won together, 2018, the biggest play of the game, the last drive, if you watch the NFL films on it before in the huddle, Brady says to Gronk, Gronk, I need you. And then he's triple covered. Three guys on him. Yeah. And Brady puts it downfield, and Gronk makes the play. To, to, to put them in range for the, the field goal that clinches the Brady's sixth Super Bowl win. <laughs> Tri- triple covered. I, I, triple covered. Last play. Last, biggest play of the Super Bowl. Triple covered. Makes the play. I just don't understand why Chiefs fans have to go to Gronk. It's like, can we just, can't we just, they're, to me, they're completely different tight ends. Yeah. Like Gronk more of the old, old style. You can put your hand down in the dirt. He can be an inline blocker. He can, you know, he can still be a, a receiving weapon. And Kelsey is the new style of, Move him around, get him a mismatch. Kelsey is a is a Kellen Winslow type of wide uh, type of tight end to me. Yeah, um, like uh, and he's better than he's better than Kellen Winslow. I'd probably put him. I'd put him over Kellen Winslow all time. <laughs> yeah, I mean when you're when, when, when the numbers are gonna the numbers are gonna stack out, it it's gonna look like Kelsey is whatever a quote unquote better tight end. Yeah. It, it, just because, just because he's the volume and the offense he's playing in, and the quarterback he has that likes to throw to with him. with Tyree Hill taking the top off the defense. Yeah, but you have to take into account that Rob Gronkowski pretty much every single year of his career was hurt. I mean, it's something. I mean, not that he didn't play through most of it. I'm just saying, like he was never. I mean, well, I mean, there are seasons that he he probably missed four games or something, and he still had yeah. a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Right, like right. I, I mean, as a tight end, that's that's insane. <laughs> right, 
And, and it, it was the fact, too, that just like you said, everybody knew in key situations the ball was going to Rob Gronkowski, and he still, with his giant fucking mitts of hands, like he wore those white gloves. Yeah. And they were just like, well, what, what, and one that always mitt. comes up to me, like when I think about it, is uh, I, unfortunately against your Steelers, but uh, the 2017 yep. AFC Championship game, the second yep. half was all totally dominated. Gronk. They needed, and they needed totally. Gronk to take over because he was kind of quiet the sec- the first half. It was a close game. They needed Gronk to take over, and he he took over. Uh, you, you yeah. remember it. Put him in the slot. They put him in the slot. And we had linebackers trying to cover him. And it was a fucking just right up the scene. Like, yeah, it was just. Uh, he, you know, he controlled that entire And that, they need that. Like, I mean, there was that two-point conversion where it was just. Again, they're going, yep. they're going to Gronk. Okay. Gronk got it. Yep. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's how yep. it worked. And I'm like, this is. Oh, this has got to be the best. Terrible Twitter take of all time. This is guy. I, so again, it's always it's a Tom Brady one, but Brady can't be the goat because Tom Brady never elevated his game in the playoffs, and Tom Brady never had great playoff never. games um, because of his QBR and per game average. For yards. Stat nerd. Stat nerd. Go fuck off. If you're, these, these stat nerds, you're telling me there's per game. Joe Montana had a better um, yards per game average or whatever, I think is what his argument was, than Brady's. And he said that um, that sample size doesn't matter when you're talking about yards per game. Well, yeah, it does. If you have a 500 <laughs> yards, you have a 500 yards. Yeah. And, dude, I, first of all, if, if, if you're going to tell me that Tom Brady never elevated his game in the playoffs and he never had a great playoff game, I mean, what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> just, just say that. You've drank too much Code Red <laughs> in the basement today. Uh, like, stop. And like, stop. Stop with his narrative. Stop trying to discredit him in any way you can, because you sound really stupid when you say that. Tom Brady was never great in the playoffs. I just don't understand. I just... <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, I'm the biggest... I'm, I hate Tom Brady. I fucking hate him. Like, he's dashed most of my childhood fucking dreams of fucking Super Bowls. I mean, we did get fucking two, but, I mean, we could have seriously had five. And, you know, because of this fucking guy. So I just don't, I, I don't know. I, I just don't want, I just don't understand why. For two decades, he, he dominated. I just don't understand how you could watch some of them Super Bowls and been like, yeah, he didn't bring his game. Yeah, was, You're down 28 to okay. three. So here's this. In consecutive Super Bowls, Tom Brady set the record for passing yards in a Super Bowl. <laughs> With 400. Yeah. I, dude, I had someone tell me once uh, that he didn't have a good game against Atlanta because he had uh, 20 incompletions. It was actually 19 incompletions. He, he attempted 60 pass, 62 passes. He threw 19 incompletions on 62 attempts. For four hundred and sixty, I mean, I... I've, I've had the I've had the the argument with the the Rams Super Bowl with idiots. Okay, yeah, it wasn't the best thing, but when he had to make the throw, yeah, he made the throw. Um, and now I mean, let's talk about Legion of Boom, two thousand fourteen Super Bowl against the Seahawks. You're gonna tell me these guys were banged up? Fine, whatever. They were healthy enough to play in the Super Bowl. The, that's them. He beat them. <laughs> um, and then yeah. again, the fourth quarter of that game. People talk to me all the time. Everyone says, uh, everyone says the Atlanta Super Bowl. Patriots fans. To me, the best I ever saw Tom Brady play. The best to me, in my opinion, the best that Tom Brady ever played was a fourth quarter against Seattle. 
and went 13 to 15 with 122 with 120 yards and two touchdowns. I like the Panthers. Oh, the Panthers game. game was... The Panthers game was was very very underrated. That's a the very Panthers game was batshit crazy. Dude. That, that game got out of hand. Yeah, that game <clears> got out of hand. They got an attractive style of weirdness there for about like two and a half quarters, and he settled down and carved them up and with the on branch. Yeah, and then game. again, if you want to go back that far. You might as well talk about a guy who elevates his game in the playoffs. 2001. Yeah. He's, first of yeah, all, the they had one. at the time the highest paid quarterback in the history of the NFL, Drew Bledsoe. They went they went with Brady in favor of Bledsoe. Brady got thrown into the starting lineup because Bledsoe got hurt. Now, all of a sudden, he's in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. against uh, one of the greatest teams of all time. Yep. Yep. Yes, yep. they're up one, there. One of, one of the greatest then. teams of all time. Yes, his defense did most of the work. Beyond the game, they need to go downfield. They need to get a field goal. You remember John Madden? Right. They should play for overtime here. You know? They should be, you know, the Patriots should be happy to be here. Happy to be there. Be there. Right. Yeah, they should play for overtime. Then a couple minutes later, not even a couple minutes later, screams out, the hell, it's maybe the line that's not at all. What Tom Brady just did gave me goosebumps. I, right, that's what started it all for me. I'm, I'll tell everyone right. every time. It would, that was the moment that I fell in love with the game of football, and that's a guy who elevated his game in the fucking playoffs, being right. the sixth round pick, the 199th overall pick and the year before. <laughs> I mean, these stat nerds just like don't get me wrong. That that analytics and Absolutely. stuff it has its place, but but I don't want to hear this talk. I don't want to hear this talk when if you've watched these guys play. I I, I don't want to hear. Oh well, this guy had okay. I'm sure I could go through a list of fifty players that have you know a better you know. QBR oh, well, fuck, or this fuck or what, what, whatever fucking name And because here's the thing yeah, again you with your what I mean? passer like, rating and your QBR, when the guy has played in literally twice as many playoff games as anybody else, like, <laughs> oh, last night, last night was a perfect example of it. Like, honestly. That Heineke kid he did, played, he played amazing last night for, for Washington. All right. But every single time he went yeah. down and answered. Every single oh, no, time. I, they went answered ball game. They they didn't play they Tampa Bay played yeah, like bullshit last night. They, Tampa Bay played played bad. And Washington's a good defense. Yeah. The better defense in the NFL. We've all been saying all year. And do it at three hundred and eighty yards and two touchdowns. On a night on a, on a right. night they played bad. Shredded. On a night they struggled. <laughs> yeah. That that's yep. with with a lot of drops. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. So save the QBR and save it for your other fucking, you know, nerd fucking circle that you send it out to, and they they all stroke <laughs> you. Save it for them. Save it for them. <clears throat> yeah. Keep it I, don't, I don't. I don't want to see this shit. I don't know. Don't tell. Don't don't come to me with an argument that you know Tom Brady doesn't elevate his game in the playoffs. I, I don't. I don't even. That's yeah, a non-starter like for me, bud. That's that's, that's not a. That's not based in any form of reality. Like I mean, no, it, no. Like but... once again, the guy was in nine Super Bowls. Yeah, we've only and let it sink in. We've only had fifty-one <laughs> total. He was in nine Super Bowls, and how many more could he have been in? Uh, <laughs> what was right. it? Like how many AFC Championship games did he play in? Fifteen or something? I think so. Yeah, I think 15, something. Right? I think 15. it was fifteen. I can't, dude. I'm a Patriots fan. Right. I can't even keep count of how many AFC championship games the fucking dude played in. Think about that. Right. I can't I can't keep right. track. 
<laughs> right. I, I I don't know. I, I see it all the time, all over the. Whether it's just me getting older or what, but like I just see it all over the Twitter with, you know, they want to come at these arguments with these stats, and you also got to remember too that when Brady started, this is how long Brady's been doing it and doing it well. Yeah. When Brady started, the Green Show on Turf was something, yeah, out of the, the future. The- like that was. Like that, thrown to the running backs like Marshall Falk and stuff like that was. That's what I. That's just what I, I've had people bring up. Look, oh, look at his numbers in 2003. He had 25, 28 touchdowns. Yeah. Well, back then, that was good right. for like. I, I mean. Probably third. Yeah. Third it, back, it, he was league. third in MVP votes in, in 2003. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah, was like, a year with co MVP. So he's won all the way through. <laughs> Yeah, he's gone, he's gone through all – I mean, now to where if you're a quarterback and you don't throw for 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns, like, you're remember, pretty remember much Remember the Steelers had their first – I mean, Roethlisberger became the Steelers' first 4,000-yard passer just yeah. ever, just a couple years ago, like a few years ago, right? Years ago. Yeah, I mean, think years, about the history yeah. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, with Bradshaw and Swan and Stallworth and all yeah, that. Yeah, when they I had mean, a Hall of Fame the, quarterback the and two just... Hall of Fame wide receivers. Yeah, <laughs> like the game has just changed so much. Just even in Brady's time frame where – and he's still you, going, I mean, he was even you know what a I mean? part of the rule changes. Right. Yeah. So when you're sitting here telling me about his averages and this and that, like it, it gets skewed in that – um, I would say probably what from since when Welker got there. Oh yeah, that's when you could start. If you this stat comparison shit, you could probably start there and go forward. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Where he catches a hundred balls out of the slot again, uh, something that yes, was again, of so, yeah, so yeah, uh, he so did he, it again. Brady helped revolutionize the game <laughs> in, in two thousand seven, right? And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Small white guys, small white guys, small quick white guys. Yeah, thank him yeah. everywhere. Short, short, short white guys everywhere. Love Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I mean, gave him NFL careers. I mean, you see these guys, Scotty Miller. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Dan, see, Danny see. Amendola is a is a playoff legend. <laughs> yeah. Julian Edelman, yeah. Julian, a, a, seven, a seventh round yeah. pick, quarterback out of Kent, out of Kent State University, a quarter. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, quarterback at Kent State. The second has the second most playoff receiving yards of all time. <laughs> right. Tom yeah. Brady didn't yeah. No, no. He elevated. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, Tom Brady didn't elevate. It was the system. Oh, oh, this right. is the, the last. Yeah. Yes, this is the uh this is maybe this maybe this also might be the worst uh terrible Twitter take of all time. Just to wrap us off. Okay. Uh, the Tom Brady played with has played with the two best two best coaches offensive coaches in the NFL um, in Arians this year and Belichick for his entire career. Yeah, Bruce oh, Arians really? is the best offensive coach in the NFL this year. Bill Bill. Bill Belichick, Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick is the best offensive life. coach in, in, of the last 20 years. What? Never. No. I mean, ever. He's never, he's never been an offensive No, assist, no. Not even special assist, teams right? and defense. Yes. Right. Special teams and defense, right? I, 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 I don't know if he, like, snuck one in there somewhere. He know, was when, uh, he, when, uh, he was a tight end coach, try, you know, like a tight end um, coach, I believe, yeah, right. at a college university. For the Giants, in I think the you know I can't think of where, but I think he was a tight ends coach. Um, you know, in like the seventies. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, the guy never never put together an offensive (laughs) game plan in his life. I'm not gonna say he. Oh, I've used he had a say in it. Involved. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's involved. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna go dumb like that, but like, but he's not he's not out there he's not out there putting together, uh, you know, uh, like March, yeah, you know, trees and, and not like, I mean, like, 
And Bruce Arians, <laughs> like, he's a good offensive mind, but, like, none has Bruce Arians ever won. And he's just, in fact, a, every quarterback that ever plays in Bruce Arians is the most interceptions they've ever had in their career in their first year playing in Bruce Arians' system. I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's a good offensive coach. I'm not going to say he's a bad offensive coach, but the best offensive coach in football right now. No, no. that's that's Mr. Andy Reid. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's Andy Reid. Um, you know, I I, I do like yeah, yeah, you know Shanahan. I do like Shanahan. You know, but 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 I mean, but those that Shanahan McVay stuff that's retread stuff. That's that's from. You know, that's from his dad. Yeah, like, exactly. That's what they ran in Denver, like that that play action and motion and stuff. And he's like, still they, a better offensive mind than Bill Belichick ever was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Bill Belichick is without a doubt the the best and, and, defensive and, mind that I've that I've that I've ever seen. I'm not going to go back to. I mean, because you know. You know, Buddy Ryan and them, that that was that, that was a good one. You know what I mean? Like he changed yeah, yeah, how absolutely. defense played, you know. Um but like the 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 guy to do it now where he just he changed how people change their game every week. He changed that game plan. I mean, one week they're coming out in the three well, four, next week not, it's a four well, three, and to next be week honest, it's a nickel. Well, going uh, off track here, but to really go through Belichick's career as a defensive coach. As a defensive mind, he changed the game. Yeah. And he helped change the game. He adjusted to the game and had great defenses in th- three different eras of football, really. I mean, the, the 86 Giants defense, right. what he did, well, obviously he had Lawrence Taylor, which helped it, but what he did with Lawrence Taylor yeah, changed the game of football. I, I mean, yep. and telling his defense to – Telling those linebackers to let Thurman Thomas run for over 100 yards so Jim Kelly wouldn't throw for 300. Mm-hmm. And his game plan being put in the Hall of Fame. The, 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 what, that, what was that, the 80s? Yeah. Yeah, well, 90s. Yeah, 90s, and I mean, that'd be 90s with the Kelly. Yep, yeah, the 91. Early, 91. Uh, right, and again, 90s. a Lawrence Taylor quote um, from the Two Bills documentary, which I'm sure you've seen. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, Lawrence Taylor was... Funny, he's like, man, he's like, but Belichick took over. I'm like, he's got special teams coordinator. Like, what the hell am I going to learn from a special teams coach? And then he goes, now I look back, Bill Belichick is best defensive mind in the history of football, bar none. And I, I mean, hey, yeah, that's the yeah. best. But he's not the best offensive yeah, mind. Yeah, no. Clowns. He, not the best offensive mind. He always had, <laughs> again, the reason that they work so well is because Brady was the offense. Belichick didn't have to focus on the offense as much. He had he, he was allowed to do his thing with the defense. And and again, yeah, because Brady was a guy who for so much of his career sacrificed money in favor of winning and took way, way below what he deserved so they could keep signing people around him. That That's why it worked so well. <laughs> totally agree. But, yeah, that, that's that the was system. the system. It was just, it was the fact that the Belichick could work his defense and he had, Brady could work with any coordinator and pretty much any roster on, on offense. He, he changed he changed his game right. to fit so many different sets of personnel. There's a reason that he has thrown touchdowns to more players <laughs> in the history of football than anyone else. He's thrown most most different receivers to catch a touchdown. Well, I hear here's another little thing for the the stat nerds, okay? So last night gave Tom Brady seventeen. That's the seventeenth <coughs> team he's beat in the playoffs. There's not another. There's not another quarterback yeah, that even no. has seventeen playoff wins. You can, total. You can combine so, the careers 
of multiple Hall of Famers and not have wins right. Tom Brady. Yes. Yeah. And again, some of that's era. Some of that's era. Just because they only played two games or whatever to get to the Super Bowl. Some of that's era. But at the end of the day, he's beat 17 different teams. Joe Montana has 16 playoff wins in his career. Tom Brady has beaten 17 different teams in the playoffs. Yes. (laughs) And he's beaten a few of those teams multiple times. (laughs) Well, that's what I mean. You're you're talking about 17 teams in a 32-team league. Like, so... Over half the teams he's and that, knocked out of the playoffs again, at some point. The number has a chance to go up because he's playing in another conference for a couple of, for yeah. at least another season. Yep. But yeah. uh yeah, that will wrap yep. us up here. Uh that's our that's our rant of the day. Uh you can check us both out yeah. uh, at bluecollarmg.com. We got some shit going down. <laughs> To start the year, shit is going down. We're not going to make that uh, big announcement yet on this pod. Um, but I mean, we, we've we've got yeah. official butthole has finally joined the BCMG family. Fuck you, fuck you, Christian Raw, our brothers. Um, Bud yeah. Bull is here, uh, yep. and they're here We're to stay. Strong. And uh, we've got How Do You Meet podcast, uh, really expanding our base and. Hey, don't forget, Alex, call, call your shot. Couple more shots. Teacher Gamer, Weber, Weber. Weber 149 is where you can find her anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere at all. Just like me anywhere, and my password. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's just been a great week. But, uh, yep, yeah, let's hop off good. here. Let's get some football in today, Later. buddy.